Welcome to Kids Doc Talk with Dr. Jenny. Today's guest is Tawana Nottage, Certified Lactation Consultant. For the past 15 years, Tawana's career in public health with a focus on lactation and breastfeeding education. She's a Certified Lactation Consultant and Breastfeeding Educator in Broward County. Assisting new mothers with breastfeeding is her passion, as well as being a dedicated wife and mother of six children whom she's breastfed. Her love for breastfeeding started when she became a teen parent at age 17. This brought the desire for her to help other mothers like herself successfully breastfeed their babies. She has worked for the Broward County WIC program as one of the first breastfeeding peer counselors in the country in 2005. And in 2016, she became the breastfeeding peer counselor coordinator for the Broward County WIC program and is a member of the Broward County Breastfeeding Coalition. Welcome to Wana. Welcome to Kids Doc Talk with Dr. Jenny. Dr. Jenny is a board-certified pediatrician and is the director of telemedicine at Pediatric Associates. Hi, Tawana. Welcome. Hi. Good morning. Good morning. We're so excited to have you. This is one of my absolute favorite topics. I love talking about lactation and all things breastfeeding. So I'm excited to learn a lot today. Um, I wanna jump right in. And so before we start talking about anything else, tell us a little bit about what a lactation consultant is and what the typical training is for somebody who does this. Okay, a certified lactation counselor is someone who empowers mothers um, and families and support them with breastfeeding um, and with their breastfeeding goals. Um, lactation counselors work in different environments, such as hospitals, the NICU, um, doctor's offices, weight clinics, and birthing centers as well. Um, the typical training for a lactation consultant is like a week long. Uh, uh, after you do the training, it's like an exam that you take, um, and then you'll get your certification if you pass that exam. The typical training for a lactation consultant is a week long. Um, it consists of college level, level courses um, that are designed to provide the most current information in lactation. Once the course is complete, you have to take an exam and pass your certification. Um, some of the topics that are covered in the training are comprehensive breastfeeding management and how to communicate with mothers and encourage them to breastfeed. Okay, fantastic. Sounds like a, there's a pretty wide variety of the types of services that, that we can sort of lean on an LCs for. Um, so that's, that's really helpful to know about. I think a big misconception is that unless you are directly feeding at the breast, you probably don't need a lactation consultant in your life. And I find that to not really be true. So how can lactation consultants help moms who are pumping and still breastfeeding, right? Giving, giving express breast milk, but not necessarily feeding at the breast. Is there a role for a lactation consultant in that scenario? Yes. Um, typically, we'll usually ask the mom, you know, why is it that she wants to exclusively pump? Like, what's the reasoning behind it? We don't know. You know, certain, certain situations, it might be as, you know, the, the baby might be in the NICU and she might have to exclusively pump for that duration while the baby's there. Or it could be something as simple as no one really taught her how to breastfeed. So she just opts for, you know, using a breast pump. Or, you know, 
there's a lot of different scenarios to why a mom chooses to pump versus breastfeed. It could be something that happened to her in her past where she doesn't feel comfortable with the baby actually being on the breast. So we kind of work with the moms with um, making sure that they make the right decision with exclusively pumping um, and making sure that they are pumping frequently because that's the key. If you're gonna, if you're gonna be using the breast pump, you have to make sure that you're being consistent with it. Okay, that's helpful. We're gonna talk a little more about, about pumping and, and moms who you know have to pump if they're away from the baby. But I wanna talk a little bit about reasons that families may choose not to breastfeed. And what are some maybe misconceptions about breastfeeding that um, you think families can benefit from, from hearing about and sort of debulking? Okay. You mean like, what are some common reasons why they choose not to um, yeah. breastfeed? Yeah, because okay. I mean, you know, as a pediatrician, we see we see that a lot. And obviously, we're always happy to support whatever decision the family makes, right? So we're always like, you know, fed is best is kind of our philosophy. We don't want anyone stressing to the point where they're right not able to provide nutrition for the baby. But what are some reasons that, that you think are, are sort of a little bit more easier to work with um, for families who choose not to breastfeed? Um, some of the reasons why some women choose not to breastfeed from my experience, it will be, you know, sometimes they're going back to work a little bit earlier than what's expected. I actually had a mom about two weeks ago. Um, her baby was like three weeks old and she had to go back to work. So she's the sole breadwinner in her family. So th that's one reason. Um, medical reasons could be another reason why some moms choose not to breastfeed certain medications that they're taking. Um, and it might even be like a lack of knowledge of not knowing how to breastfeed. So, and then you have, you know, some parents that feel that artificial breast milk is, you know, better or more convenient to actually putting the baby to the breast or pumping. Okay. So that actually leads me to, to my next question of families who maybe try to breastfeed and initiate the process and then um, get frustrated and give up and then feel like, okay, well, you know, I'm going to have to supplement. I might as well just quit altogether. So is there any benefit to giving some breast milk or is it kind of like an all or nothing either, right? That's the baby's diet exclusively or otherwise you should just forget about it. No, I always tell my moms it's uh, some breast milk is better than no breast milk at all. So if you do opt to, you know, doing both, I, I give you the kudos for doing that because at least you're providing some nutrition to your baby, some of those antibodies, some of those enzymes to your baby that formula does not have. So um, if you plan on doing both, you can do it. You know, most, most moms that are back to work, when they come home from work, they'll, you know, breastfeed their baby. But while they're at work, unfortunately, they'll have to supplement with the ABM, but you can still breastfeed and offer formula. So I think that's fantastic. And then you, you mentioned some of my favorite things, which is you said antibodies and you said enzymes. So that, that got me all excited. So <laughs> let's talk, let's talk just direct, you know, benefits of, of breastfeeding. Cause I think there's a lot of maybe misconceptions about this. So actual benefits of breast milk, regardless of if it's provided at the breast or pump. Okay. First thing is convenient. Um, you don't have to worry about sterilizing any bottles, no cleanup. Um, you know, your breasts are already attached to your body. So, you know, they go everywhere you go. Um, it helps you burn extra calories for the mom. It helps you lose your pre-pregnancy weight faster. 
um, for the mother. It also lowers your risk of ovarian cancer and um, breast cancer. It lessens your risk of having postpartum depression and it puts you in a more positive mood um, with you and your baby. You know, you get to see the baby's feeding cues. Um, your body gives you that signal to let you know when it's time for you to feed the baby as well. And for the baby, it lowers your risk of ear infections, respiratory infections, allergies, diabetes. There's a wide range of benefits for mom and baby with breastfeeding. Amazing. Yeah. I always said it's like the perfect food, right? It's free. It's, it's always available. <laughs> when I was breastfeeding, I used to say I was like an open bar because when you breastfeed <laughs> on demand, right, it's, it's available anytime. Exactly. Um, so I love it. I love that. So what are some common challenges that um, you see as a lactation consultant of, of um, mothers who are um, breastfeeding? What are some things oh. that they typically struggle with? Um, in the early days, we'll probably be latching um, because if you're not getting the proper education in the beginning, um, it, kind, it, it, it can be very difficult for you to get the baby latched on. So discussing with your OB or attending breastfeeding classes uh, so you can get a better knowledge of what to expect and how to latch the baby on when you're breastfeeding. A lot of moms do have issues with going back to work or school too soon. Um, some moms are even concerned about having low milk supply. So low milk supply can typically happen when you're supplementing and you're not putting the baby to the breast as frequently as you're supposed to. So a newborn should eat anywhere between, I like to give my moms a range between eight to 12 times per day. So if you're only breastfeeding three times per day, that's gonna lower your milk supply, okay? Um, and as I stated previously, with moms going back to work or school, that has a lot to do with, um, you know, common reasons why moms give up with breastfeeding as well. For sure. I think that's very common to have like unrealistic expectations in the early days of the type of supply you're going to have. And it's very much like you said, like a right sort of supply and demand, right? The more you put the baby on the breast, the more your body's going to know to make it. But I definitely remember with my first baby thinking like, as soon as the baby's born, it's just going to be like a faucet and there's going to be all this milk. And I, I remember having like a little bit of colostrum, which is that first like initial milk in the first right day or so and being like, oh, that's it. That's all. But in reality, that's really all a newborn needs. They don't need ounces and ounces and ounces. Um, exactly. So I think it's important for moms to feel like, you know, what they have in the beginning is enough. It's a perfect food. And then the more they put the baby on the breast, the more they're going to get that let down. That is, that is correct. So I mean, I have to say, I've always been, you know, I've, I've breastfed two of my kids. I know you breastfed, you know, a, a large family <laughs> as well. And I've always been very lucky to be in a super supportive environment to do that. I was, I was in medical school and then in residency. Um, and I always had, you know, a lot of accommodations to be able to pump and to, and to breastfeed the baby. But what are some ways that like a family can be supportive of, of a breastfeeding mom? What are some things that maybe like dads or other family members can do um, to kind of facilitate this? Okay, so some ways that families can be supportive is, you know, if mom's trying to educate herself, you know, attending some of those classes with her. Um, when she is home, when she gets, you know, home from the hospital, uh, doing the laundry, you know, cooking the meal for her, um, trying to limit as many visitors, you know, to the house, because sometimes when you have a newborn and, you know, 
everybody's excited. Everybody wants to see the baby. And now that we have COVID, we really have to limit the amount of people or family members that are visiting. Um, so kind of like put like a time limit on it. Like, okay, she's only available, available in between 12 and two, <laughs> you know, like visiting hours via FaceTime or Microsoft Teams or whatever you guys, you know, like to use. But um, those are some things that families can do to help support moms with breastfeeding. Give her encouraging words, um, bring her something to drink, something, you know, something to snack on while she's nursing the baby. You can even, you know, burp the baby or change the diaper. Some things to help her, you know, be relaxed because once you have that newborn baby, it's like a, a game changer. It's like, oh my God, I have this person here that I've just met. And, you know, it's like a getting to know you phase in the early days um, of right. breastfeeding. For sure. I love that advice. I love the idea of limiting visitors. I think that's so important. And I definitely think with COVID that may be a little bit easier because now we really, we really have a good reason <laughs> to limit it. But I think anytime you have a newborn for a number of reasons, certainly breastfeeding being one of them, that relationship needs time to solidify and getting interrupted, right? By well-meaning people who just want to come yeah. and hold the baby um, can, can so kind of um, throw a curveball into that. So let's talk about length of breastfeeding because I know there's different kind of guidelines out there. What, what are some recommendations for how long moms should exclusively breastfeed for? Okay, so the recommendation um, for exclusively breastfeeding is for the first six months. That means no water, no juice, no cereal. Your breast milk is the only thing that the baby needs for the first six months of life. At six months, when you go to your pediatrician's office, you can ask them, can you start, you know, start solids? Usually they'll tell you in between the ages of four to six months that, you know, the newborn, I mean, the baby can start solids. So but exclusively breastfeeding for the first six months. And you can breastfeed up to a year to two years. And there are the same benefits for extended breastfeeding as you know, with um, all the benefits of breastfeeding. Fantastic, so yeah, I think that support system is probably really crucial if moms wanna continue breastfeeding beyond that six month um, stage. I think it's probably really beneficial to have be surrounded by like a good support system at home, at work, at school, wherever they are. I think that probably makes, makes a big difference. So I know you work a lot with new moms, right? Or moms who have maybe, you know, not been successful in breastfeeding before. What are some tips? Like, what are some advice that you would give to maybe a new mom or mom who's like really dedicated to, to breastfeeding for the first time? Okay, so breastfeeding for the first time, um, just making sure that you, you know, seek out the classes. Um, you know, we have a lot of virtual classes now, mom-to-mom um, -mom support groups. Um, anybody in your family that has breastfed previously, you know, seeking help from them as well. Um, every childbirth experience is different. This is what I like to tell my moms. Um, I'm a mother of six, and each one of those pregnancies and each one of those breastfeeding experiences were different for me. Um, but there's so much help out here in the community with breastfeeding. Um, so if you guys, I mean, if they need any support, you have the Lacey League, you have WIC, you have even the hospitals here, um, they have mom-to-mom -mom groups and prenatal education classes, breastfeeding classes. So there's a lot of information out here in the community to help support a first-time mom or a mom that may have had multiple kids. <laughs> For sure. I think that's great advice. I think being prepared and educated 
and sort of having having the expectation it may not necessarily go the way that you plan, right? It's, right. it's going to be different each time. Maybe if it was super easy last time or super challenging last time, that that's not necessarily an indication of how it's going to go with with whatever baby number um, the mommy's on. So that's all fantastic advice. Thank you so much. Is there anything else that you would want to share from from a lactation standpoint, or any one thing that you would want moms to to be aware of? Um, the main thing with breastfeeding is just having patience and um, asking for help in the early days. If you feel overwhelmed um, with the newborn or if you need help, that's the main thing. Just ask for it, especially when you're in the hospital, because that, that, that's the key right there. Getting that support, asking the nurse to help you with getting the baby to latch on properly. That way, when you go home, you feel confident in what you're doing. Um, and when you get home, if you're still having issues with breastfeeding, reaching out to your local WIC office, your, your pediatrician, um, back to the hospital, IBCLCs, if you're still needing help. Fantastic. Thank you so much. That was really helpful advice. Thank you again for joining us today. You're welcome. Thank you. Thank you.